coming up, we discuss John's week in the parks. We talk about Disney World around the holidays from a local and a vacationer perspective. And we'll talk about our social media and how that's gone for the week. Welcome to the CWDW Near and Far podcast. We explore perspectives of the Walt Disney World Resort from 10 to 1,000 miles away. I am Mike the Far in this equation. And I'm John the Near. All right, John, how did your week in the parks go? It went fairly. Uh, it, 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 it went well. Uh, last, last Sunday, um, uh, my wife had off work, so she went to the... Uh, animal kingdom with me and we decided to go there because she likes to do that uh, drawing thing at Rafiki's Planet Watch and that tends to close early so um, you know if you don't go there in the daytime like I can't go after work it's typically closed so we went and you know we got to the park and decided you know we'll go on a couple of rides and I went to uh, Dinosaur and, you know, I like to test out the weights now because of the genie thing. And the line was all the way outside under the in front of the building there. But I think it was still only about a 20 minute wait. If that, you know, within like 10 to 15 minutes, I was watching the pre-show. So, again, I was fine with that. It's been more crowded around the holidays. So I got a nice ride on Dinosaur. And then when we left. I caught the end of the new parade show or kite show parade. Um, so uh, I I didn't think it was that bad. I mean, it looks terrible on social media for the most part. And the way they land those things, it looks like they all crash and stuff. But it was fun, though. The kites are colorful. They're cool. The music is good. Um, I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. And I, as we were talking about before the show, one of the reasons is that I think I will really like this show in the long term. It's it's done in the Rivers of Light uh, area, that you know, the big lake area there. And you can view that area from around that whole part of Asia and even some of Dino Land. Like, there's a big area around. And even, like, the bridge com- coming over to Dino Land from Discovery Island and all that. Mm-hmm. So... My thing is, you'll be able to see these boats and hear the music from a lot of different parts of the park. And you can always stop and just watch uh, Baloo fly by. And just, it's it's kind of nice. And for me, that goes a long way. I like things that I don't need to go wait in line, uh, sit down, wait for it to start, watch the show, wait to get out. Like, all those added things make me less likely to do it. Like, uh, for example, this year, the uh, Horror Nights uh, show that they had, I heard it was good. I never got around to seeing it because I did not want to line up and go and sit down and wait for it to start, then slowly walk out as the crowd leaves the stage. It's like, if I could have just watched it, I probably would have seen it a lot. And they used to do that on a center stage, too, in the middle of the park. And I used to watch it all the time. As I walked by, I would stop to watch. Anyway, the experience overall... 
is kind of nice for the kite show because you can see it around and you know the giant kites are cool the music is good so i liked it more than i thought i would is you can peek that too um back by behind flame tree barbecue there right i mean can't you see the lagoon, lagoon from down there right at the edge of flame tree yep yeah you can yeah down there you can see everest across the lakes and this is in that lake so yeah you definitely can and uh, that would be a neat viewing area for that i think while you're eating yeah so that's what i mean for me this thing is just a plus it may not be a great show meaning oh it's the most technically elaborate show you'll ever see it's kind of uh, on the on the level of like a you know a six flag show or something quality wise i was gonna say like gatorland you know yeah yeah, (laughs) but it's still fun you know it doesn't feel like it's up to disney standards there was no big wow factor of oh i can't how did they i didn't think they'd do that or wow this is something but like i said it pluses the area so even if you don't watch the show like you said, go to Flame Tree Barbecue for lunch and sit in the back where you could you may see giant kites going by and hear the music and get the show from afar. Stop on the bridge at Dino Land. If you're in the Asia area, just stop somewhere and hear the music and watch the kites go by and it it adds to the area and to the environment. So I like it, you know. I like it for that reason. So not 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 bad. Oh good. That's that's good news. Yeah, so yeah, isn't, isn't that funny? The horrible kite show is the one I'm giving a thumbs up. And, uh, the uh, what is it? Harmonious. I have nothing much to good the, to say the, about the it. Billion dollar. Yeah, probably like a fifty million alien dollar show. And this is they bought some kites. It's like, <laughs> or actually, they probably took the kites that they were u- trying to use in the. Uh, it's the same stuff they used in Epcot forever, like the ski, the the uh, boats and stuff to make the kites go. They just put it somewhere else and got a couple of new kites. Anyway, uh, from there, um, we didn't have anything to eat, so I went to the Harambe Market. And this is the newer area that's by the uh, uh, safari entrance and that, you know. And so I went over there and... I've gotten this before, but the grilled chicken bowl, it was $12.49, and it was really good. It's rice and chicken and some kind of vegetables, and, you know, it's a nice meal that doesn't feel like a Disney meal. It's not, there's nothing fried on it, so that's kind of cool for Disney. Like, normally, a lot of stuff you get, it's, you know, greasy and fried and French fries and hamburgers and chicken tenders, and it's like, Having a grilled chicken bowl is kind of good. It makes you makes you feel good throughout the day. So, and I liked it. And this is the second time I got it. So that tells you, from a regular guy's perspective, it was pretty good. Good enough to get more than once. So is that a regular guy food review right there? Or? Yeah, yeah, oh, regular okay. guy food <laughs> review. Harambe Market. It's pretty good. Pretty good. Not greasy. There you go. <laughs> That's all you need to know. That's a, not greasy. Pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> so good i got it more than once and there's a lot there of options so that's saying something right. so then from there we went to rafiki's planet watch and honestly i should know better but i don't i i we talked about this before on another podcast that last time i went up there i'm like i don't even know i there's nothing there for me i'm not i don't enjoy it at all and i feel the same we got there 
And I think it's because it was around lunchtime. There was a really large break between the classes, the uh, drawing classes. And my wife was like, the next one isn't for another 45 minutes. And, you know, we already walked around and we're looking and we're like, well, yeah, I guess uh," she's like, yeah, I don't want to. I I forget. It was like drawing the hyena or something from the Lion King. She's like, I don't want to draw that anyway. I'm not going to wait 45 minutes. So we ended up not doing the thing that we went to Animal Kingdom to do. So. Did you look at the uh, bathrooms? I know you usually take video of really unique bathrooms and stuff. Oh, yeah, and yeah, I did. They definitely have one back there. It's, uh, you know, it's a pretty neat bathroom back yeah, there. Yeah, I always like that. I actually have a picture of uh, one, two, three, four, ten different animal tiles that are in the tile work. I took a picture of all of them just because I love those tiles. They're like hand-done yeah. tiles. There's a hyacinth macaw, a giraffe, and toucan a uh, zebra all kinds of cool stuff so i do like that bathroom but you know it, it's a quite the i i do like riding on the train too it's not a bad thing like I riding too, on a yeah. train at, at disney is always fun so i don't yeah. i don't hate it but <clears throat> for a guy that doesn't like to draw and you know grew grew, grew up with an ant that has an actual farm i'm not impressed by petting animals either so it's like I have I have five pets in my house. I can pet them here all I want. I just don't. I, I I'm not interested in that at Disney either. So I just if you no, have me, a little kid, maybe that would be fun. Yeah, but let me also say that they sometimes allow you a peek at the um, stuff the veterinarians are doing back there too, right? I mean, don't they do something like that? Yeah, they do, but. I, I since I tend to only go on the weekends, they don't see it that much. Um, okay. The vets there, not that they don't work weekends, but I don't think they try not to probably because you know yeah. that's a that's a professional kind of job where you don't necessarily have to work on a Saturday or Sunday. Mm. And I'm sure they'll do it if they have to, but normally I think they would that would be their days off. Yeah, full disclosure, I've only been back there once in all the years, and it was like, a you know, the trip over the summer. So I didn't get to see the vets. We didn't get to do the drawing thing. We just went back, and, you know, everyone was kind of bored back there. So we, yeah. you know. Yeah, just... and the drawing thing is, is newer. It used to be before they closed it down, you know, they would come out with, they had like a raccoon they would come out with, uh, Pocahontas and Jiminy Cricket would have a meet and greet there. They they had this uh, uh, they had these sound booths that did a rainforest thing, and it was unique and it was fun and memorable. I remember being there on vacation during like uh, when it was very rainy, and it was nice to get away from the rain and go inside for a while and look at all the little exhibits and stuff. And but now it's all roped off, so you got bathrooms and you got drawings, and you can look at some stuff. It's not like I yeah, said, I don't. Like, I it's don't a petting. It. It's a petting zoo back there with a drawing thing, basically now, and and a neat bathroom. That's kind of. But the train ride's cool. I mean, you get to see backstage and all that stuff, you know. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is the train ride is the highlight of it. I can definitely tell you that. But anyway, from there I went to ride expedition everest because i really wanted to ride it because i know you know i think they said january it's going to go down for a little while for a refurb and i'm starting to think it needs it because the track change parts have been really delayed lately like my Mm -hmm. last ride on it 
it's like the part where they send you backwards. It just sits and it sits and it sits. Yeah. And the part of the Yeti too, it just sits and sits. And I'm like, man, this is not a good place because that that track switching is, you know, that's life or death. There. It has yeah. to happen correctly. Right. And I don't like that. It seems to be having difficulty in those spots. But anyway, we had talked about before. Uh, you know, this is the. Uh, the uh, pay per ride one, and it, it there I don't I didn't see anybody in the fast pass. There could have been some people, I guess, but I bet they regretted it because it took me about ten minutes to get on, mm. which is you know completely acceptable to me. So again, thank you Disney for adding uh, Space Mountain and Expedition Everest to the pay per rides. That allows me to not pay and get on them in a reasonable amount of time which I'm very grateful for. Mm-hmm. Uh, Everest is one of my favorites too. And if it was included in the regular per day genie, I think the lines would be much longer. So, but speaking of that, imagine paying for the genie for animal kingdom, man, what, what man, would you I, be I paying for? What, what would you be thinking? <laughs> I, I mean, really, you, you, you can't could... go on to only two rides that ever have a line. You can't go on them, but, or I, one I, ride. really. It wouldn't even make I, sense to me. I mean, like, Cover cover uh, Pandora or first thing in the morning or last thing at night. Um, that's it. That's the, the and honestly, uh, you know, I, I can't even tell you the last time I spent a full day in Animal Kingdom. It, it really isn't necessary. Um, it's just there's unless you're really checking out the trails and you're taking a slow leisurely uh, uh, visit, you know. But. Speaking of that, I left by about two. 246 it looks like i was in the parking lot leaving there you go so we just went for a little bit to you know just to enjoy a couple of rides get lunch like i said it was nice though i really did enjoy it i enjoyed the kite show i enjoyed the day i we only went on two rides but two of my favorites you know so i'm saying i don't want to disparage animal kingdom i'm not saying it's a bad park i like animal kingdom you know for that very reason it's easy to get in out and get your stuff done and you oh, know yeah. your last visit there was just like a last minute thing and you did so many rides and yeah just, just about you know, everything it worked out so well yeah <coughs> sorry all right and then that was on sunday so on tuesday i went over to the magic kingdom and it, it was fairly crowded this was an after work trip and you know my wife and i went over um the the christmas tree was up and you know i took pictures of it and stuff but in the sunshine and stuff it just looks washed out and all the pictures and it's not just the pictures it looks like that so i feel like at night it looks better when it's lit up but it's just not that impressive without the lights you know like it just looks faded and i've always noticed that it always seems like a lighter tree in there in magic kingdom like it's it's just it's not very green it's kind of like a almost like they've dusted it with fake snow or something or something like that i don't know it's weird and i thought about it too because apparently the social media people were invited for a first look at the holiday decorations on november 1st and i saw basically the same picture on everybody they took a picture like from the train station of the tree and the one thing i noticed from all of them is i wasn't impressed with any of the pictures and i'm like and Mm. and it's not their fault like when i went there i'm like it's just hard to get an impressive picture because of the way it looks it's not you know there's i they 
they would have had to do some major editing to add bright colors to the tree because it's not there. But anyway, I went there. It was very crowded. Um, you know, we we circled around, looked at all the stuff. I took some pictures. The only ride I went on was the Enchanted Tiki Room. And that's because of the lines. Like we, we were walking by and that was a walk on. Everything else was fairly crowded. Like I really felt like the Christmas crowds were back in full swing. And I remember I was walking by like Peter Pan and I was like, I didn't see anybody in the queue outside. Well, a lot of that queue is inside, but I was like, oh, it must not be that bad if I don't see anyone outside waiting to go into the inner queue. It said 80 minute wait. And I was like, Mm. oh, there's the genie that every single person with the day pass genie is hitting Peter Pan. And I would, too. So the standby line at Peter Pan is, well, it wasn't great before, but now it's uh, just a, a, a torturous i guess you'll just sit there and, and you don't know when you're ever gonna get out of there so and and it was like this when i first moved here even with the regular fast pass system peter pan and mine train were almost unrideable meaning i would go over a year or more without even riding it. it would have to be some special reason a party i was at or something that would allow me to get on it because you, you couldn't get a fast pass and you you the, the standby was unreasonably long. So it's back to being unreasonable. Even when you don't see anyone in line, it's still 80 minutes because the people inside that building. And that's not that huge of a queue inside the building, but mm-hmm. par- apparently it's enough to cause 80 minutes because the fast pass never stops. I don't know. They can really wind them around in there. And I, I agree with you, like, uh, as far as Peter Pan, I've never got the... Um... I, I don't understand the dynamics of that queue and the loading and unloading of people that causes that to go so long. And honestly, I never understood the appeal to that attraction. Like I could leave Magic Kingdom on a vacation and not ride that and be okay. You know what I mean? Like I, I just never understood why that is such a popular attraction. Um, Hon- yeah. like, like I would wait. If I had to, I would wait 80 minutes to ride Pirates or um, Haunted Mansion if I was only taking a trip a year or two trips a year or something. I would wait for that. I would not do that for Peter Pan, but, you know, that's just me. Yeah, I agree. That's a, that's a good point. I, I, it's as cute. A matter, it's a good ride. It's, I, cute. it's nice. If, it, if there's not a wait, I would ride it, but... I was going to say, that's exactly what I will do, too. Like, the next time I go to the Magic Kingdom, I am going to ride I either um, Pirates or Haunted Mansion. Even if it says, like, 50 minutes, I'm going to say, got to ride it sometime, right? And for me, I think it's the Haunted Mansion because I, I haven't ridden it in a while. And I used to ride it a lot because it was a walk-on for so long. Like, like... A couple of like maybe pre-July and then for a while after you didn't even have to slow down to walk on it. You literally walked right through everything and got right on it. And now that I did it so many times like that to be told I'm going to stand there for 50 minutes while the genie lightning lane goes in front of me. I'm like, oh, that's painful to hear, (laughs) you know, because I just walked. I didn't even stop for the stretching room. So, I mean. I kind of got really spoiled with that. But 
Anyway, I, I did ride the Tiki Enchanted Tiki Room, and I enjoyed that. I took some pictures and videos around the park. Um, then we basically started walking back to, uh, and we stopped at the Grand Floridian and saw that they were in the process of making the gingerbread house. You know, like the base, the basis of it was there. So, but I, I, it that just reminds me. You know how they say it's all made of gingerbread and stuff. It's not. That basic entire basic house is a made of wood, and it's placed there to start with. And then they put gingerbread and real stuff all over it. So, unfortunately, it sounds cooler than it is. But you know, there was a piano guy back in the lobby playing. You know, they just put a. Uh, they put like a chain link fence or like a whatever. Uh, 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 they, they put a barrier around them because, you know, COVID, that'll stop that. So <laughs> <laughs> it's like at the bank, how they have like the little clip barriers. It's not. Uh-huh. But anyway, then then I went to I went to uh, the Polynesian just to see. And they don't have any Christmas stuff up yet there. So that must be on the back end. So that was it for my very quick one-ride trip to the Magic Kingdom. And then on Thursday, I decided to take a trip after work to uh, Hollywood Studios. And, you know, I haven't been to the park since Tuesday, so it was a whole day in between. I just, I went there and I I decided to head over to the beach club first just to see the uh, this year's gingerbread carousel. It's a Little Mermaid theme. That was pretty cool. I always enjoy that one for some reason. They decorate each horse like another character and stuff. If you follow me on social media, you'll probably see that I didn't post anything about it yet. (laughs) I don't know why. I just didn't get around to it. But then I went over to the Hollywood Studios and... The tree is up. Um, the, they they decorated Gertie the dinosaur with the hat, and uh, she has a 50th Christmas ornament in her mouth. And I'm like, I really like that park when it's decorated up. So I spent a lot of time taking pictures and videos of the tree and the lights and stuff there. And uh, I rode absolutely nothing there. I basically went there to take pictures and just see the stuff and a little bit of exercise by walking to the beach club. But that's another of my uh, trips. But it's been a while since I've done nothing at a park. But again, I wasn't going to really wait in line. And I mainly left just for the exercise of it, you know. I saw your uh, picture. Was it a picture or video you had of Gertie? But I noticed the lights, the uh, eyes were really well lit up uh, this year. Um I don't I don't remember seeing maybe maybe they were just a little more dull and they just spruced it up a little bit, but it looked really vibrant this year. Well, my camera's better this year too, so I don't oh, know. Okay. It, that that could help. I I actually got the new iPhone thirteen and it really seems to light things up nice. So I'm not saying that's the only re- reason why it could be part of it. Yeah, well, Gertie looks good this year. That's yeah. yeah. yeah I thought I thought so too. In person, it does look really good. But and yeah, and that's about it for my trip to the parks week. All right. Well, sounds like uh, you you experienced the transition to the holidays, anyhow. So that and seems that, to be going on. That'll go. Yeah. Well, I can wait, but we can tie that into the mm. other uh, our 
main section too. Yeah, well, let's get into that then. So we're going to discuss uh, the holidays from you know both of our perspectives. You know, me being a vacationer, John being a vacationer that turned into a local, and so uh, I think you know for the most part, my experience around the holidays is. In the past, you know, the last couple of years, things have changed with the um, current situation and everything. But uh, it, it sounds like with this year's Christmas holiday, winter holiday type stuff, that everything is uh, reverting back to the way it used to be. So, um, you know, to, to, the, to some degree. I mean, as you said, John, the gingerbread houses are coming back, the... The, the Christmas trees are back. The decorations are in full swing. So uh, I, I guess we could pretty much cover this um, as things starting to get back to normal. Um, well, yeah, we should probably touch on Halloween first before we go on to Christmas. Thing okay, too. yeah. And I, I think I, I know I had a strong feeling about Halloween, but I, I, I don't know about you, but I, I saw... Um, Basically, I did not go to the uh, Halloween party this year. Mm-hmm. And every time that somebody did, you know, like a, a social media person would go, I can honestly say that I was very unimpressed with it. It almost looked kind of sad. And from being there, you know, during the opening of a few, as I, you know, exited the park, still seemed really crowded with people like it seemed like there was a lot of people going and yet you know there was no fireworks there was no meet and greets there was no i don't know it just felt like it was definitely not worth it at all so going to disney at halloween for a local who didn't want to spend a huge amount of money for a sad after event it really didn't do much for me they put pumpkins on main street and it was like a couple of projections were cool and it's like you know it really didn't do much of anything so no and and let's you know briefly cover that um the previous party had stage shows it had a unique parade it had um and and great fireworks um and and actually had a couple stage shows as i recall and then you know you would have a treat trail like a trick-or-treating thing this year uh oh and pretty much all the rides were open um in the previous one this time around i believe they cut it short by i don't know an hour or two compared to the previous party uh, halloween party um which used to be called mickey's not so scary halloween party i believe right um this current one is called was was called boo bash and it cost probably pretty much twice as much as what mickey's not so scary costs uh it had no unique parade it just had a few cavalcades come through every once in a while i don't think it had any stage shows right i mean i'm i don't think so i i would think i would have seen it if there was but you you might see a distanced uh, villain experience every once in a while but the previous one had actually like really great rare meet and greets with villains yeah. and different characters that's a good that's a good point i have to say I've gone to that party in past years, and I do think it was worth it then. Yeah. But from my memory, I feel like like in 2017, maybe I, I went there and it was under $100 a ticket. 
you would have about 20 pounds of candy you would leave with. Mm -hmm. There would be awesome fireworks that were really well. It was like hallow wishes or something. It was yeah, really good. Was yeah. And and then the parade was great. The headless horsemen, the grave diggers. Mm -hmm. It was a really the the haunted mansion part was just great. The there was just so much go, going on that I didn't even tend to get to most of it. The ride lines were not bad, and you know, I, I so it's not that it's always a bad time, but like you said, this year the price like at least doubled almost, and it didn't, yeah, and they took did. away a lot of it, and I was like, but. I, I I I could not bring myself to do it. A lot of people ask me, "Are you gonna go?" And I'm like, mm, I wouldn't. I, I just can't. I, I wouldn't I, have I done just... it. Uh, honestly, you're paying. You're gonna pay less money for horror nights, and you're going to get five times the uh, amount of entertainment out of it, if not more. Um, you're gonna have shows there. Two shows. You're that are spectacular. You're going to have. Um, millions of dollars spent on unique experiences in the houses and the um, the scare zones. And, you know, okay, if you have a family and you have young kids, maybe the Horror Nights isn't the place for you. But I, honestly, I, I would not spend that kind of money. Yeah. What exactly was there to do? I, I don't know. party it, that was that special. I, I honestly think that at it. this point, Disney is relying on people's memories of past parties to get you to go because... And I don't, I don't like to be mean, but I, yeah. I, I really do feel like that. Like, it, it, it just was not what it was. And maybe it will be next year. It'll be better again. I but at these so, prices, but... I still am not sure. I don't know. John, I, I don't think they're going to go back because people, if it, if those events were sold out and people responded well to them, they're going. I mean, and and it's only our faults. It's our faults who go to these events and you know show up for them put the money into them it's our fault for giving them the money and approving this kind of um you know marketing and behavior i think eventually it's going to dry up for them people are just going to get disgusted and say this isn't worth it but you know i think people are so thirsty for an after hours type event that they just paid it you know and i think it's i i hope that they bring back the bigger event it's it's really a great event I think I don't know that it's worth that kind of money. Maybe it is. Um, if they added all those things back in, maybe some people would consider it. I don't see myself going back at those prices. Not when I could go to horror nights for about half the price. Yeah, that know? gets me with Halloween. Every time you say horror nights, my indecision goes away, and I'm like, yes, that's what I would do. Like, yeah, I, I given the choice. And, you know, when you're spending that kind of money, it is a choice. And like you said, Horror Nights spends so much money making it unique every year. New scare zones, new decorations, new themes, new houses. At Disney, it's basically, it changes very little. And this year, it did change for the worse. And it may go back, but it doesn't tend to be a new experience. So, but right. I, so, I hope it goes back to Mickey's Not So Scary, because I think then... You could justify getting your money out of it a little bit more for some people, and I, I think that that, given the entertainment and the fireworks and everything, probably deserves a look. You know, yep. I mean, by people. But um, as a vacation, as of right now, you would not recommend no, going no. for Halloween. Not as boo bash. A, not for boo bash. Yeah, as a local, I would have to say that uh, 
I, I, I would have to say that Hollow 8 at Walt Disney World has only been made everything just a little more frustrating and not uh, I didn't go to the boobash because it looked sad from everything I saw from it and you know I, I follow a lot of people that went and probably went in for free and still they couldn't make it look good <laughs> if they can't make it look good I just don't you know they're basically getting free stuff to make it look good and it still didn't so I just could not bring myself to do it as a local I was not impressed I didn't wasn't drawn to it I tended to just you know I, I was happy to avoid the magic kingdom when it happened because it was just the the problem was boo bash started at nine officially but you could get in earlier and uh enchantment the new fireworks shows at eight so the entire main street is packed starting at like who knows six thirty seven o'clock and all the while main street is unbearable people are pouring in for the party and it's just such a terrible gridlock time and there, there was so many angry people and it, I, 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 I was there at that time twice as I escaped and even the security like some lady and again we've talked about this before too Disney cast members are getting to be much more like Disney employees than cast members at this point because they never stop they're, they're not putting on a show anymore, most of them. But anyway, here's my latest example. I was walking uh, into the park. The woman in front of me got called by the security guard to have her stuff checked. Like, you know, how they, you walk through. Some people, they check you if, if they don't. I don't know what they're looking at, but for whatever reason. I guess the lady must have rolled her eyes or something because the security guard literally said, deal with it. And I'm like, man, that uh, they used to fire people for a lot less Are than that. Are you serious? Oh, oh my yeah. gosh. She literally said, deal with it in a very mean. And again, he probably dealt with frustrating people all day. But they used to fire people over stuff like that. And now it's not uncommon to hear. And, you know, then just when I went to the Magic Kingdom the other night, I got out of the car and the people parking me who used to tell you to go in front and this and that. And they're not telling anyone anything. There's three or four of them in a group and they're talking about union matters, you know, like Disney union stuff and what they can and can't do. And if, because the union won't let me blah, blah. And I'm like, it made me think the entire time I vacationed at Disney, I never heard them talk about anything on stage. And now it's just common, you know, you're like, Oh, I just walked by and that person was telling the other one that they picked up a shift at the Magic King. And, and I'm like, that's not on stage anymore. But I don't think Disney cares anymore either. Just like they don't care about what you look like or what whatever, tattoos, whatever you want. Who cares? So I that's anyway, I didn't want to get into that. But that 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 really reminded me the frustration of the party and the fireworks at once reminded me of that security guard saying deal with wow. it. That's loudly bad. and That's i'm like really bad i i i've noticed the um I, and i've told you and I, I i said to you and your wife i've noticed uh a lot of that when we were down there you know we met that one night the employees are um having these little side meetings all the time and i i can't really call them uh cast members anymore they're they're just employees like you said it's not um 
it's not like it and and i get it i mean companies evolve and stuff but when you're in this um when your company is called walt disney you think you are going to you know try and maintain some sense of tradition and well, uh, isn't that what you, their their classes used to be called traditions yeah you but know? they canceled most of them it's like a one-day thing now it's like, but anyway you know what i noticed though and i notice i get the opposite at universal that yeah, they are I still very strict with their team members and and when a team member's on the thing, they literally are looking. Like, I went there one day, and there, there was a guy out front in the morning. All he's doing is looking to see if you need any help. And he makes eye contact with every person. Mm-hmm. He smiles, and he's basically inviting you to come ask him a question if you have any. Because people like me don't tend to ask questions. But with him, I did, because he's just standing there inviting me in to ask. At Disney, lately, there would have been two cast members talking about how much they hated their last shift at wherever they worked or what union did or didn't do for and it you know what i mean and i, 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 I would feel like i'm bothering them they even asked something so i noticed anyway that too. i have had two good interactions with cast members though, since the reopening but i go quite often as you can tell so two's kind of a low number honestly <laughs> that's it's it happens but it's kind of low considering I'm there a lot, like, you know, several times a week. Anyway, I don't think that's going to get better either, but. Uh. Well, why don't we, uh, we could transition into, because um, we've covered the Halloween thing and uh, we could transition to uh, the ho- like Christmas holidays and, yeah. you know, around that. Because I do think that's a little bit different this year. It sounds like they're going back to a more traditional approach with um, with what they're doing. Are, are they doing a separate like um, holiday fireworks uh, thing? From what I hear, they are. And I heard Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Parade rehearsing while i was walking back the other night from magic kingdom i was on the walkway and and it must go near backstage because i heard the the uh the very merry christmas parade music going so that means they are backstage rehearsing the choreography and stuff for that so that was exciting i do love that parade a lot like and knowing that that is going to be there you know that's a huge factor in my would i pay to go or not and uh you know as a local i would go every probably every couple of years like not every year because of because of the money but so i did hear that they're gonna do that though and the only thing that i heard that they're definitely not doing is the uh whatever they call it, the magic lights or whatever, the lights on the castle, how they would cover it with lights Mm -hmm. at Christmas. That's definitely not happening because it takes a while and they have to bring in a cranes and stuff like that, and they did not do that. So, Well, I kind of think that makes sense. If they can, everything they can do uh, and everything they seem to be doing centers around cost cutting at times but i mean the projections are actually they've been really doing a good job with getting that mapping of projections down i mean honestly i personally love the lit castle and and the lights and everything and i wish they would do that but um i i really think the projections will probably do a good job you know personally i i don't know but uh, it'll give something different to look at anyways. But I was going to say, too, as a local, the difference between Halloween and Christmas, I 
I really do like ha- ha- Halloween as a holiday better than Christmas, but Disney does a better job at Christmas because, like, Halloween, uh, the Magic Kingdom on Main Street has some pumpkins on it and some fall stuff. Christmas, the Magic Kingdom is decorated. Every hotel has a tree. Every park has a tree. There's even the Animal Kingdom has cool decorations now. So it's a big difference at this point. Like if mm-hmm. you've never, I, I I really enjoy it as a local. Like I was there the other day and it was during the day. So I didn't get the cool lighting effects, but Animal Kingdom with all those weird animal things they put up for Christmas. And I know it's weird, but I really do like it. Like I find it appealing and uh, so I, I enjoy that. And Hollywood Studios is really nice for Christmas. Like I love the Echo Lake, you know, that's all lit up and the tree's beautiful and Gertie's dressed up. And then uh, Sunset Boulevard, they would have. I didn't see that yet this year because I don't know if they're going to do the uh, projections on the on the Tower of Terror because they're, they already have the projections for the Beacon of Magic. So I mm-hmm. don't know how that will work exactly. Oh, Siri's listening to me again. <laughs> Very interesting. She's been Siri's, listening a lot yeah. lately. I heard her uh, chime in there sure a couple yeah, seconds she ago. She doesn't understand. I never asked her anything, but yeah, yeah. Thank you for listening. That's good. That's the uh, that's that Patriot Act. <laughs> Tim Cook is awesome. I, I really like him a lot. He's a he's a stand up guy in every way. <laughs> <laughs> He's definitely not a uh, never. Not. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah. What were we talking? About? Oh, Hollywood. I I don't know if that's coming back or not. If it if it does come back, the projection on the the Tower of Terror, it is it is a cool projection thing too. It turns into like Toy Story stuff. It changes and. The only thing that bothers me is the loop is very short, and I always think when I go there, I feel bad for the people who work there because it feels like every like five or four or five minutes you hear the ding, 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 and it starts over again. And I'm like, man, this was a really tight loop. <laughs> it's enough to drive you nuts, I think. But as a guest, I don't mind it. It's nice. So again, Hollywood Studios, I think, does Christmas very well. And they don't charge you any extra for it, you know. That's music, it's trees, it's decorations, it's it's shows on the um, Tower of Terror. So, as a local, I I have to say overall, and we can talk about more, but like the 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 resorts and the the uh, gingerbread houses and all that. As a local, Christmas is a definite plus for looking at stuff and Christmas decorations and all that. Um, it's not a time to go on rides. As you can tell, I went to the Magic Kingdom and I went on uh, the Enchanted Tiki Room. That's it. And the reason is it gets crowded at Christmas. So, you know, but like I said, for someone like me who lives here, it's not a bad thing. For a vacationer, you really have to think about it, though. Do yeah. you want to? Are you if if you like rides, it could be less pleasant if you're really into, you know, holiday decorations and music. Which when I vacationed, I wasn't. I was like, I would rather hear Christmas music in Pennsylvania and come to Disney for you know Main Street music that I only hear when I go on vacation. I don't want to hear Christmas music there. And same with Epcot. I used to be so disappointed when I walked into Epcot and I'd hear Christmas music. I'd be like, I like the, you know, the uh, Epcot entry background music loop was so good. It's like, so 
But again, as a local, I don't. But what do you think about that part of the vacation? I, I would tend to agree with you from my standpoint that I'm a more traditional Disney, like as far as the music loops and everything. Um, but I will say this, that, that for vacationers, it depends on what you want to get out of your vacation. If you want that traditional Disney experience, then yeah, I mean, I, I would go some other time uh, because of the crowds, because of the experiences that have changed, you know, as you said, and as we're saying, the music and, and the um, decorations and everything. However, I will say that I do believe that the Mickey's Christmas party is really good. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, you know, there's there's just something special about those um, toy soldiers uh, marching in that parade and and all those types of things. You know, seeing Santa Claus at the end of the parade and um, used to be a meet and greet with Santa right there at the front of Main Street. Um, I don't know what they're doing with that this year. Um, I see Mickey is back in Town Square again. Um, so I think the decorations are awesome. Um I think there's trade-offs, John, to be honest with you. It's whatever you're looking for in a vacation. Me personally, um, I would, I'm actually trying to scheme out a way to get down there before the end of the year just to see the decorations in the hotels. But then again, I'm a pass holder now, so that has something to do with it. But if you're going on your once a year vacation, I, I maybe I would go for the more traditional look. Now, I will say as far as my mother goes, she really, really enjoys that candlelight processional over at Epcot. And if you like that type of thing where a celebrity is going to talk about the Christmas story, you're going to have a choir singing there at Epcot. You know, I mean, those types of things. And you want to you want to see that. I think that processional is really a, a nice show. So again, it's just in what you're looking for on your vacation. If you're looking to plus your vacation in a holiday Christmas kind of way, yeah. maybe it's worth it for you. I don't know. But it's a good idea. If you've been to Disney many, many times and you know, you're not bored of it, but you know, there's nothing new there for you. I definitely think you should go and visit for Christmas at least yeah. once. That's a great way of putting it, how you just you just hit it right on the head. Uh, if you if you've been there a lot, if you go there once a year, every year or twice a year or something like that, it, it might be worth a look, you know, just to experience it because it is a different experience. If you're if you're going once every five years and you just want to keep up with uh, what's new and or, or maybe you're going for the 50th, I'd maybe go a different time of year. You know, I definitely I definitely feel the same way. And for me. I always like to go towards the end of January. Yeah. Because it's such a depressing time in the Northeast and everything's dead and everything's frozen and it has been for a while and Christmas is over. So the quaintness of Christmas is gone. And I'm like, that was the time where I needed some sunshine and some Disney in my life. So that's when I like to go. Yeah. And at Christmas, like I said, it's great, but. It's also pretty cool wherever you live at Christmas, you know. In Pennsylvania, mm -hmm. it was cool, too. You might get a little snow. There's Christmas lights everywhere, lots of Christmas music. It's it's more of a happier time to be up north, too. So you don't really need the escape then is what I always thought. It's I always felt like I kind of needed to get out of there. You know, by sometime in January, I, I just had enough, and it felt so good to leave, so... 
I, I would echo that. I would agree with that. Um, not obviously not everyone's in the uh, Northeast, but I mean, other places in the country, it's probably very similar in that you're kind of like, uh, it's after the Christmas holiday and you're just kind of worn down from everything. You're starting the new year out and all this. If you stuff. really hate your family, then maybe leave at Christmas. It's a good thing. <laughs> Hey, it's true. Like, if they drive you nuts, it could be a good thing to do. You're like, yeah, we're, from now on, we go to Disney at Christmas. But if you do vacation at Disney, just know it's going to be harder to do rides yeah. around Christmas and try to enjoy the resorts more because they all have mm-hmm. something special and just make it a different kind of vacation if you go at Christmas. Don't make it a all about the rides vacation because you will be disappointed you, you'll get on the ride yeah it's gonna not gonna be uh as easy well maybe with the genie yeah the genie and the lightning lane maybe you'll you know maybe it'll smooth out your it'll it'll tell you where to go next and you know you'll yeah that's i haven't li- listened to him a while but i heard len tessa the other day yeah and uh you know he was saying he's a middle-aged man who gave all his uh, preferences to the genie and he was by himself and they recommended he goes to the Disney junior show yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, the swirling saucers and something else that was pretty much just for kids. And he's like, this thing is not taking into consideration at all what I want to do and my age group or anything too. Yeah. I forget what that other uh, kids experience was that it, recommended for him but i heard that too um definitely the disney junior thing and then there was something else but he brings up a great point that it maybe it'll get better eventually maybe they'll figure out the algorithm or something but um at this point at least for this year there might be some bumps in the road with that um i i do want to put a little bit of a plug in for something that you experienced last year and that was the give kids the world event um, the Christmas lights over at their uh, site. Uh, they are doing it again this year. And I really think that if people want to go into the area down there for the holidays, that is something that that's like a must do. I think they need to do that. Uh, you know, I, I would encourage people to do that uh, on their trips. Yeah. And, you know, I forgot about that because last year they invited me out to you know, preview it and stuff for social media. And I did not get invited back, I guess, because I'm not really somebody must have told them that guy's not real social media. (laughs) Don't invite him. But either way, I already purchased tickets for the 23rd of November. I'll be going out there because it is a great thing to support and it's beautiful. And it's just, you know, my mom and stepdad are coming in the town, uh, the end of this week and before they leave that that's that's what i was going to take them there on a tuesday night and you know they they appreciate lights so it's an awesome thing yeah well and as you said um last year and we did cover this extensively last year um so i don't want to get into it too much but i will say that a lot of the local uh theme parks and a lot of the local companies including disney uh, contribute to that and the employees go there and help out and so uh, it's if, if you loved say and, and if you know what i'm talking about you know you know if you enjoyed the osborne lights at hollywood studios back in the day uh 
you, you probably will enjoy that event. Um, again, if you know, you know, if you don't know what I'm talking about, that's fine. Just understand that it's really a spectacular Christmas light event. So, yeah. And yeah, I, I probably would have talked about it already. But like I said, I'll, we'll still talk about it, but I don't have too much to say until I actually go out there. So I'll go out on Tuesday. Uh, not this Tuesday, but the following. And we'll... Uh, I'll let you know how it is. I'm sure it's good. It's it's. I, I have no doubt at all that it's. It wouldn't surprise me if it's even better. If it was that good last year, I yeah. it'd be hard to imagine it's not even better. So I look forward to uh, heading out there on Tuesday, or Tuesday the 23rd. I'll be out there. Yeah, it's a great event. Uh, well worth your time trying to make it over there. And uh, if you really want to see Christmas lights outside the parks and away from the crowds, that's a place to go. All right, John, you have anything else? I, I guess the only thing I would emphasize again, and it's something that you briefly touched on, uh, don't be afraid to walk away from the parks and go check out the resorts, particularly the resorts, um, the Magic Kingdom resorts. Uh, and, you know, Animal Kingdom Lodge and, uh, um, and, and the Wilderness Lodge are really fantastic. Also, the Wilderness Area, the, the Wilderness Campground, um, people decorate at their campsites and stuff. And um, I've seen video of that. It's really spectacular. So um, lots of lots of really cool places to go there. Yeah. And as a matter of fact, like I said, my, my mom and stepdad are coming out. I have reservations to eat at Boma. Mm. Nice. I think Sunday, maybe the 20 Sunday, the I don't know, 21st. But I and the reason I got that was just to show my mom how awesome that tree is. I love that. I, I think the Animal Kingdom Lodge is like my favorite resort. And their tree to me is just the best one, too. It's just it's so pretty. Yeah. And, you know, I love they have like like lion heads with the mane and it just like they have the, it lit so that it's just like lit up like it's like glowing in there. And I just I don't know. They've done such a good job with that tree. That's just and Boma is good, too. I've only eaten there once for dinner before, but I'm trying to do something to impress my mom to show her how <laughs> nice it's there. So. Yeah. I was thinking I can't go wrong with Boma. So. Yeah. So yeah, yeah but I got some regular guy reviews comes out. Oh, great. Excellent. I guess I guess this summary would be as a vacationer, Halloween Horror Nights is better uh, right now. Um, not necessarily worth coming to Disney for that one because you're just going to get some pumpkins unless you want to spend a lot of money for the after hours. Christmas a little bit more worth it for a vacation because mm -hmm. of the variety of things offered. You know, if you only come every few years, maybe not. But so does that sound about right? That for sounds about right. I, I do. Yeah, I do think so. I think from your local perspective, I think it's worth definitely visiting um, because you're not necessarily going to cry if you don't get on the rides. Right. I mean, it's it's probably uh, more fun for you just to check out the the changes in the parks and decorations and then go to the hotels and things like that and check out the lobbies and all that. So, um, I, I, I do, again, it's overall, it's just some what you're looking to get out of your experience. So I think you've summarized it very, very well. The local Disney is not impressive for Halloween. Um, Universal is very impressive at Halloween and Christmas is enjoyable, just not for rides, but 
as a local, I rode the stuff plenty before Christmas, so it's fine. I just know that I don't go on as many rides at Christmas, and that's why I don't go on like the Carousel of Progress and the Tiki Room as much during the year, because I know there's going to be times of the year when that's all I can get on in a reasonable way, so I wait for that. Yeah. That makes sense. That, that's just it. If uh, if you want, if for Halloween, if you want, if you're looking at it as being a once in a lifetime experience, I, I beg you to go to Horror Nights. It's it's well worth that once in a lifetime experience. You're never going to forget it. Um, Boo Bash, if that's what they're going to do going forward, uh, that's going to be forgettable for you. I really think it will be. Um, now, if they bring back Mickey's Not So Scary, yet, that might change some things. But again, John, I think you've summarized it very well. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I, I think uh, let's uh, let's go on to your social media for the week. How did that go? It went very well. And uh, the reason uh, it actually ties into a lot of the stuff that we had talked about today. And, you know, that doesn't usually happen. It's usually fairly random, everything else. But in this case, it 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 did, and the reasoning is, um, it was uh, probably last Sunday. I, I got a message from Instagram, and a lot of people got it. My daughter got it. She only has like ten thousand followers, and I got it on my Universal one too, but all slightly different. They started to push reels, um, which is like TikTok. You know, it's basically the same thing. I never even did an actual reel on. Instagram, I would just I would just upload my TikTok videos there just to participate, you know, like none mm-hmm. of them really, you know, some of them did all right. Anyway, when I heard that, they said, you know, I could get up to thousands of dollars if I can get nine million views. And I'm like, well, that's not going to happen, but I can get some. And here's where it all ties together. You know, I just heard the... Uh, christmas parade being practiced you know when i was coming back from the magic kingdom and then my wife and i were going to get tickets to the uh christmas party and she had it in the cart and she was like 487 dollars and we were both like oh i don't we both kind of paused and we're like yeah let's let's just put this off for now and think about it because that's a lot of money for two people and I just didn't, I, I, you know, I, I was like, I don't know if this, if we're going to do it. Like that's too much. And anyway, I took a clip that I've, I've posted different pieces of this before of me walking past the toy soldiers during the Christmas party. And I took that and I, I put it on a reel. I didn't add any music because it already has music. So, you know, I just put, I wonder if it tells me how long it is. I don't even know. It's not long, though. But anyway, I put up that clip of it snowing on Main Street, walking past the people and the things, just like a 15-second clip. Well, I put that up as a reel, even though it's really just a clip. There's no music. It got 235,000 views. Wow. Which is huge. Like, I've never had one that big. Like, my next highest one ever was 50,000 I think and you know that's not normal so anyway I put that up there and as it kept going up my bonus thing went up to like it went up to like 400 and some dollars and I I was like Mm. 
I was like, buy those tickets. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to have basically my clip from the Christmas party is going to pay for the Christmas party ticket. And I'm like, that that feels right to me. So I'm let's go ahead and do, do it then because the toy soldier clip is going to pay for it. So it basically, you know, is going to pay for it. So that that's excellent. But I can tell you, though, like, and I'm just going to a little bit of uh, realness here. I've had a lot more views since then with lots of different stuff. My bonus structure is not that easy because I'm up to $541 in total, which is a lot. And I'm super grateful for it. But I was up to 400 and some at like half the views. Like, I don't know. Like, it seems to get a lot harder to get money as it goes up. So I don't know mm -hmm. how much more I'll get than that because, you know, that I, you don't get one that big very often. But, you know, poor me. I'm going to, I'm only getting $540 from Instagram. But <laughs> not a putting social, an old video I, up, right? Yeah, I'm not an influencer. I'm not a anything. But I like to think, you know, I like, I love the idea that. I'm going to get this money from Instagram and, you know, it's going to come on my taxes and the IRS. Like they're going to say they paid me this. Well, I am going to say, well, I paid $487 for tickets to feed my Instagram. So it's basically going to be tax deductible. You know what I mean? Like it'll make it so I pay less taxes on this. So tax wise, it's a good thing that, you know, I can buy those tickets now and, it's a tax deduction and Instagram money is going to cover it. So I'm like, as far as I'm concerned, it's done. That's, that's a good thing. Like I, I have no problem with that at all then. So anyway, I just wanted to tell you that it kind of all mixes in. I heard the parades coming back. I posted the parade. The parade gave me enough bonus money to cover the ticket so I can go again. And I'm like, wow, that all kind of tied together. And yeah, I have never, I don't think I've, well, Actually, some of my old Everest videos, I think I had got more than 235,000. But, you know, I got 16,000 likes on it, 159 comments. And I can't tell you how many people in these comments were saying they need to go back. They can't wait. They're tagging people saying we need to go. We need to go. And I'd just like to say, I know they don't listen, but... Uh, I can make a difference, Disney. <laughs> you give well, these people access <clears throat> that posts all on the same yeah. day. This is from two years ago or more. I my stuff is not disposable, and I have I may not have a big reach as in as in I'm gonna post it and everyone's gonna love it at once. My reach goes deep. It goes through time and people. And again, I it. I don't, I hate that Disney can't see that kind of thing, you know? They're like, yeah. wow, here's a blonde chick, free access. Right. It's like, all right, blonde chick, that's cool. But you all did the same thing on the same day, and then it just it disappears. It's like, mine goes deep. Mine goes two years later. I'm making people excited to go to the Christmas party this year based on old stuff. Hey, Siri's listening to me uh -huh. again. Thank you, Siri. I'm definitely talking to you. Mm -hmm. Good job, Tim Cook. Sure. Thank you. Oh, she said sure thing. Great. 
I thank you for listening. (laughs) So you are considered, though, you did get one thing wrong here. You said you're not an influencer, but you are a micro-influencer. The fact that you have a video that had a quarter million views and and so on and so forth, and it's not like it's something foreign to you. You're getting thousands of views. You are in that category of micro-influencer. That doesn't mean that you have to put your your big face and, and, you know, covering up like 75% of the camera and say, you know, start talking crap about, you know, how great or how bad everything is. You actually do micro influencing through what you're showing in the lens. And so you are part of that category as well. I don't know why, other than the fact that we just haven't reached out to them yet, why Disney hasn't invited you um, as, you know, to more things. I think part of their current strategy is to help create a a certain micro influencer that they want to represent them. So it's all like positive, positive, talk about this, talk about that. They all follow the same exact pattern, the people that are currently um, being invited to these events by Disney. And so I've noticed some of the ones that are more realistic, maybe more um, honest about things aren't getting the invites like they used to while people that are i'm not going to say they're dishonest because i don't think they are uh, some of them and i'm not going to mention their names you can pretty much guess who i'm talking about some people who are just more um positive over overly positive on the parks and everything um those people are getting the invites and i do think that they legitimately feel the way that they you know I, i don't think they're just doing it because disney's inviting them necessarily but I mean, do you really think that they're even going to mention something negative in their yeah. videos? They're not going I, to. I have to say too, and again, I don't want to pick. I'm sure nobody is listening to this that would care anyway. But I I listened to part of uh, a Diz Unplugged episode, and the reason I listen to these things, my favorite podcast has been on hiatus this past week, so I started listening to things I haven't in a long time. And I heard Pete talk about Harmonious, and I used to really love Pete. Like, he's one of my favorite human beings ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, he really just gets to me anymore, though. He basically said everybody who doesn't like Harmonious is just being a jerk because they don't like chain. It's like, what if you genuinely don't like it? He did not leave any room for anyone simply not liking it. He was yeah. such an absolutist about that he talked to Disney too. And, you know, he, he knows this is why Disney just rolls their eyes when people say the, the, the Disney community says things aren't good and this and that. And I'm like, I genuinely don't like it. I just don't, if I never see it, and I can't help that. It's not because I loved anything else so much. And, and again, enchantment, I think is much better. If I had to pick between the two, I, I feel nothing from, and and I watched as a family just walked away. Do you think they're Disney influencers, Pete? I know he was sitting in the press box of pure comfort watching with a glass of something in one hand and whatever he wants in the other with the perfect view. Yeah, watching it as a normal person. I see the reaction from people that don't, that are not influencers or aren't anything else. They walked away. They were like, this is just... Or I, I don't even want to see it. Let's just leave. And they did, you know. And I'm like, I feel like he's very lost touch a little bit. And again, I don't listen to them or I wish I could, but they're just not. 
And everybody around him quietly just agrees, like they're not even allowed. I keep thinking they need somebody on here to say, all right, Pete, I hear you, but did you ever consider this? Did you? It's like they have nobody on there who would ever, and it gets to the point where he thinks he is that right now. It's like, I don't ever want to be at that point myself. I, I'm always willing to listen, and I would never tell you something's wrong with you if you don't like it, and you're just a complaint. It's like, that does happen, but you can't just group everybody into that because it's just it's just not that good. It really isn't. I don't care what anybody says. It's not that good. But I, anyway, I would, sorry. I, I and again, I, Pete will never hear this because why would he? But I, I that they they were my favorite group of people in podcasting. And over the last couple of years, they got weird and a little twisted. And I'm like, I just couldn't like. I used to just absolutely love them, and I just, I I can't even listen anymore. And Len Testa, I can listen to him occasionally, but I don't, I I don't know. I think the problem is me, because everyone changed, and I'm not changing enough, I guess. Well, no, I think, um, I I still think Len is Len. Um, You know, I know the reasons, some of the reasons why you have a hard time listening to them. I, I feel the same way at times. Um, as far as the Diz Unplugged, uh, I, I agree they've changed a little bit. And there's there's ups and downs, but I do listen to them every week. And you do get uh, you get ups and downs. Uh, you know, they're not overly positive. They're not overly negative. But you're right. His absolutist, uh, I felt the same way when he covered that, that show. Um, his absolute view on that was just all kinds of wrong even denny his his co you know the person that, oh, that yeah. denny yeah. she she disagreed with him you know she yeah, wasn't she didn't like harsh yeah. but she just said i i didn't like it uh, but you why. know what she kept saying though she kept saying i think i'll like it more in person than you know when i see it in person i think it'll be better and it's like i wanted to say sorry to tell you but i've seen it in person multiple times now the second time i liked it even less than the first i just had no i really was it just I don't know. So again, while she disagreed, she also said, "But I'm sure I'll love it when I, you know, we see it in a different way." I'm like, "Yeah." Again, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, I'm uh, not picking a fight with uh, extremely popular, very wealthy business owning influencer podcast. <laughs> well, we're basically nobody, but just I like to say regular guy from a regular guy's perspective. I find it a little outrageous that there's no way I could not like it unless I'm some idiot that just hates change and I have a problem with everything. And then he goes, oh, everyone hated, was like, oh, I don't like Happily Ever After because Wishes, Wishes. And then now look, and I'm like, I still would prefer Wishes over all of them. So now now look at what? I, I, I Wishes is better because it's not a better show. But like I said before, when you take the entire experience into account, you can watch wishes from anywhere, and it and it, it pulled on your emotions. So yeah. winner winner, it had uh, a story. happily ever after. Smell the breath of the crowd around you as you can't move and and stare at the projections. Not fun. Uh, yep, awesome and, show. And, if yeah. if you're in the press box, it's unbelievable. But if you're a regular guy, ugh, the experience is not as good. Yeah, and you get a show um, with Disney music bookended by uh, pop songs. So, you know, 
Uh, I mean, that that was what that, and I liked Happily Ever After. Actually, I uh, liked it too. You know, but uh, over Wishes, I would I'd give Wishes the nod overall. So if would I, could I only have one? I'd be like, sorry, Happily Ever After. You're a very great show, but too difficult to watch. Unpleasant. I, my my views of that have always been unpleasantness around it. You know, people hitting it with strollers, anger, just yeah. not pleasant. <laughs> Wishes I remember seeing from all over the park going. Yeah, oh, go anywhere. That. Oh look, the fireworks are perfectly choreographed. That's all I need to see, and it's beautiful message and Jiminy Cricket, and mm-hmm. it's like it was just good. And again, didn't need to uh, uh, have your ankles smashed by stuff to watch it, or you know, have people hold their kids up in front of you and their phones and everything else. Yep. But anyway, I, I just wanted to tell you, I don't listen to many Disney podcasts. Matter of fact, I listen to almost none except for mine. So since, since we have the best one, I don't need That's to right. I yeah. already have all the answers. What, what other one do you need to listen to folks? I mean, come on now. <laughs> I am a regular guy. I don't need to know all this. I do. I, I listen to quite a few of them through the week and, um, some of them, I believe, even listen to us occasionally. So, yeah. But anyway, if if by some miracle they did, if you ever want somebody to respectfully not agree with everything you say, Pete and Craig and whoever, I I, I would love to not agree with you because yeah. you're not always right, unfortunately. Yeah. And the fact that, it, you know. It, it, it can be unlistenable at times. And he got the same way around like the the shutdown and the COVID stuff. He basically called everybody an idiot who didn't agree with exactly his thoughts on everything. And I'm like, it's just a bad, bad look, I think. And it, it, it's, yeah, he's it's a regular some... person. I don't I don't feel that way. And I don't feel that way the other way either. I don't feel the opposite of Pete and think everybody's stupid that doesn't think what I think. I think you may have a reason for whatever you think, and I'm willing to listen, and I don't know everything. And if there's one thing this world has taught us is that everybody's lying around every corner. So whatever person or group or whoever you believe wholeheartedly, they're probably lying, or at yeah. least sometimes they are. So don't hold every, don't hold things so firm that, that this yeah. is correct. Everybody else is stupid, and you're an idiot if, you don't, if you're not with me. It's like... I, I I don't like that view. Yeah, that's uh, the I uh, it's like Obi Wan Kenobi famously said to Anakin in Revenge of the Sith, absolutes are for the Sith. So. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's where we're heading in society. The Sith is taken over. Yeah, yeah. Agree with them or die, you know. It's like mm-hmm. but yeah. anyway. Well back to your social media uh what uh, what else? Yeah, I know you wanted to cover something else. So um, now I think that's the main thing I wanted to cover: the fact that I'll be going to the Christmas party, and I think that's I don't know when that is. I think Monday the twenty. No, the I don't know. Soon I'll be going to the Christmas party. I'm terrible with dates. My wife knows. I know. Right. Well, you <laughs> wanted to talk about that one that you had shared that came. Oh from, yeah, yeah. Um, See, I my got Peter Pan video. I got carried away with that. Yeah, and we had talked previously many times yeah. about you know the people that I saw on TikTok, the people that have been around that have basically, for lack of a better term, borrowed my content without asking. 
And uh, even the ones that do borrow it with credit, I just wanted to do a little test. And part of it was I was I was looking at uh, your Peter Pan video came up on TikTok one day and it showed the shadow bells and the Peter Pan cue. And I was like, wow, that is so cool. And I've never seen that before. It was a really good video. And the little girl's all excited in the shadow of a girl jumping and hitting the bells. And I'm like, mm-hmm. that is such a perfect video, you know? I, and I thought to myself, I wish I had that video. I would love to post that. And then I thought, well, I'll just ask Mike what he thinks. And, you know, I never post other people's stuff. But a lot of people post mine, and I thought to myself, this would be a good little experiment to see. When people post your stuff, does it help you or does it help them or does it help both of you? So I posted this finally yesterday, and it got a good response. 6,000 views so far, or no, 10,000 it reached so far. 974 likes, 11 comments, 37 shares, 33 bookmarks, like... It's not the top one, but it's not even a full day yet. And Instagram has been slower to show people stuff lately, meaning it takes a couple of days for even your own followers to see stuff anymore. It's just slow. But anyway, my point is I did this and I tagged at the giant rat and I said thanks to at the giant rat for the video and we monitored it. So 10,000 people saw it, almost 1,000 people liked it. Not a single person followed your Disney account. No, no. As a result of this. And that's what I'm saying. Like a lot of these accounts, and again, I see them and they're bigger than me. Like the one guy just went well over 100,000. And uh, I'm really getting bored of Siri. I really am. She won't stop listening. I'm going to have to figure out how to turn that off. But, uh, you know, I saw them go over 100,000, and I'm like, it's not just for me. I'm just a very small part of things that, that are shared. But a lot of these accounts, I start to get a little resentful when I see it. And I'm like, so you just take other people's stuff and share it so people don't need to follow the people who actually went to create this content because they're not going any further. Like, I think they're just saying, like, as far as your your stuff goes, why do they need to follow you? If something good comes, I'll, I'll show it to them. They don't need mm-hmm. to follow you. And I really feel like that's where we are with this now. Maybe it used to be helpful, but I don't think it is anymore. And like I said, I just I just resent that because I, I physically have to go to these parks all the time. And like for, for you, you physically had to drive to Florida and buy a pass and wait in this line and you got a cool video (laughs) and you won't get any credit for it because somebody, even if you get, nobody's going to care. They're like, oh, I'll just follow this guy that'll show me your best stuff and I don't need to. It's like, eventually that's got to fall apart because who's going to keep doing it, you know? Like, why would you keep doing that? Like, I feel like there's got to be a better way in social media to like force this, you know, like to make people... I don't know to give them credit more, you know. But I, yeah, I don't know. What are what are your thoughts on that? I, you know, it's. Um, I think it's kind of like you said. Uh, people will look at it and say, oh, "I don't, I don't need to subscribe there or go there because I'll see the highlights here." You know, I, I think the the key is um i think particularly when the numbers are at a certain point you're not going to get a lot of traction when the numbers are larger 
So in your case, you got a little bit of a bump from some of the larger um, uh, influencers. It wasn't a big bump, but it was a little bit of a bump from some of the larger influencers over time. And and so I think that um, it just depends. It's just a numbers game, really. Uh, You know that that has a lot to do with it. Somebody just shared one of my things the other day, and they had 1.6 million followers. And I watched over the next few hours, and I I didn't get any follows from even that 1.6 million. I think people are done. They're like, yeah, I follow who I follow. I'm not looking for new followers. They just don't care anymore, which makes it so hard to grow. And like I said, I just I just find it disappointing that really good content really doesn't mean anything. It's it's and and I know I have fifty. Well, just about 50,000, 49,890 some followers. And that might sound like a lot, but in the big scheme of things, it's not like it's, there's so many accounts in the hundreds. There's accounts yeah. in the millions. It's it's like you said, it may be micro, but uh, yeah, it, it's just lots frustrating. Of, uh, lots I, of I, micro, I you know, lots of micro end up uh, in the same bucket you know, pushing the same content. And so in the end, micro actually becomes, you know, huge uh, for these companies. Disney's always been very good at leveraging micro influence. And um, they, I've, I've actually done um, several um, essays on uh, in my marketing degree for um, how Disney uses micro influencers. And uh, they, they've actually in the past uh, approached it you know, very even handed and just kind of didn't necessarily look at those numbers like you're talking about. They just kind of brought everyone in who wanted to come in and they just considered them all as media. They considered them equal to general um, conventional media. And so they've been very progressive in that way. But as far as um, what they're doing now, it's starting to change a little bit. And I don't really have my thumb on the pulse of how it's changing. I, I can see they are actually creating micro influencers now with their own um, internal company thing. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't, I'm not going to get into the mud of how they're doing that, but they are doing it for sure. I always so. thought Disney food blog is owned by them too, basically. So they basically <clears throat> have everything first and first looks and behind the scenes and, like somebody had said that they actually basically own that that thing, but I have no idea. I mean, maybe they do. Sense. Um, I I know that um, there's a lot of travel agents and people like that that have their own thing, and maybe they're kind of tied to the whole Disney infrastructure in some way. I don't know what Food Blog is. You know, I don't know their thing, but um, I can tell you that the demographics are shifting while Disney is shifting. And I think Disney is shifting in the wrong direction, personally. Um, the demographics are shi- shifting more towards short 15-second, 30-second bursts um, with TikTok and with Reels and Instagram and things like that. And Disney is still um, in bed with YouTube. And I think YouTube, if you look at YouTubers in their videos... The YouTube algorithms and the amount of money that you can make on advertising is forcing all the YouTubers to do 22-minute or above uh, videos or something in that range. Do you have time every day to watch um, 45 minutes of YouTuber videos? I mean, I don't know why. 
I just don't like watching that much Disney stuff. Maybe because I go there myself a lot, but I like my Disney stuff to be very specific. And I like, like I said, I don't, I don't, I don't want to like like the live streamers who are like do like five hour videos. I'm like, I just if they make money doing that, uh, God bless them because I uh, I I can't stand to watch it, and I wouldn't even want to do it. I. I did one a few week, weeks ago that I went live for like 46 minutes and I was like, that was exhausting. <laughs> yeah. It's way too long. Yeah. And that's like once. And that happened in a matter of weeks. It's like not, it's not very frequent. I just started walking and people gave, gave me some badges. So I was like, well, I don't want to just stop it right now. I'll go a little further and stuff. So I walked from the Polynesian to the magic kingdom. So I waited till I got there at least to sign off, but I wasn't going to go that long. Yeah, I guess. But yeah, I was going to say this this right now too. In the last 30 days, I reached 571,000 people was my reach. That's pretty good for just Instagram, you know? That's that is not a that's not a bad reach. Mm-hmm. And uh again, I I just I don't know if it means anything, but that's what I don't get about Disney though too. If somebody like me I don't I don't necessarily have a demo, you know. It isn't like, well, the kids like me. Well, the old people like me. Well, I appeal too. It's like if you like Disney, you could follow my account and be very content with it. Like you don't need to like me at all. You don't you know, so and like I said, I I really should figure out who to talk to at Disney and just let them know. You know, I, I'm not like all the other ones. And every time they have they invite the media, I feel like I see the same pictures and hear the same thing and all at once. And it's like, I'm not like that. I'm you're you're going to see a well-timed, slow rollout of things to get people excited. Not did Disney invited me here today. Here it is. Boom. Done. It's like, nope, it's not the way it would work for me. I don't even think I'd say anything about it right away. You know, maybe a couple of stories or something, but. It's a different approach, and like I said, I don't feel like they have it covered at all. They definitely have the blonde chicks covered, yeah. And the look at me in front of the castle people—they got that covered. <laughs> the 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 vlog is all about me, people. They got that covered, but they, well, they again, really I, need a little bit more focus on what's good there, you know? Yeah. Because you, with exactly. my videos, you can you you can put yourself in that video and being like, "Ooh, I want to go there," you know? It's like. Imagine, imagine this, and I have enough content that I could do a video like this. Um, going into Skipper Canteen, right, sitting down, enjoying a meal, and then going up and looking around the restaurant, highlighting staff members, you know, and who like a staff member who's taking you to the secret room and explaining what's going on in the secret room, and and things like that. How is that not breeding excitement? I mean, it doesn't have my big face, my big fat face in it saying, oh, I recently did this and this and this and this. No, I'm highlighting the story that Disney has created themselves and trying. And it's like you said, uh, generating excitement on the content that they're presenting in front of you. You know, that to me should be where the emphasis is and less on um some young 
blonde girl or something like that, you know, uh, dancing around or, or whatever, whatever they're going to do. I don't know. Or, or wildly and excitedly talking about, about Mickey Mouse and where he's at in the town square and all this stuff. I, I don't want to, who wants to hear that stuff? You know, I don't know. Maybe, well, maybe I'm people, out of touch. I think people do though. Cause that's, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I guess. Uh, I mean, I guess maybe they are in the right track. We just got to get but... the regular. We got to get the word out. If you're looking for, if you're a normal person, there is a place <laughs> for you. I, I mean, if you want to hear about um, Disney and and the things that they're doing to capture a story and so on and so forth, so I, I don't know. I, I'm just uh, maybe I'm just getting old, but uh, I, I really think that that's the wrong direction. Well. It's not on sustainable. A, on a positive note, though, I am happy that Instagram is, has been finally recognizing me as, you know, valuable enough to include me in monetization programs and, you know, bonus structures mm-hmm. and things like that. And I hope that I impressed them with the, uh, you know, when they when they wanted reels, the first one I put in after my bonus is up to 236,000 views. So, you know, I hope they look and go, all right, we all offered him a bonus. And then he put up his best reel ever immediately. It's like that it worked, you know, and now I'm interested in reels where before I was like, I don't care. I'm going to recycle some TikToks, whatever. Now I'm actually interested in how can I, which, which reels are hitting? How can I make it work? And I noticed reels are kind of like uh, TikTok is even more like this. I put up a TikTok at least once every day. And mm-hmm. most of them don't work. Some of them do work, but when they do, it's rarely right when I post them. Like I'm, I, my newest hit, meaning my newest, most popular TikTok, I posted on um, October 26th, and it just recently started hitting. Like it was like, oh, all of a sudden it went into the thousands, and then ten thousand, and then twenty, and now it's up to fifty-seven. And every time I look, I'm like. I'm getting a lot more followers and stuff. And it's all from that video from 1026, which didn't do anything for the first couple of weeks. Absolutely nothing. So it's hit and miss. And I feel like reels are like that too. Like I did the monorail closing on TikTok. I got like 4,000 views. I did it on Instagram and I got almost 80,000 views. Mm. So it really varies a lot. And again, I did a Christmas one on on the reels. It did very little for days, and then now all of a sudden it's up to like thirteen thousand. But it took time. I I feel like like if 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 you right now wanted to look at my reels, I don't even know if you can. Like I don't know how you go about doing that. Like it does just doesn't work the same. Like it's not on my page where you can just go and look. I don't think you know to look at somebody else's stuff. I think it is more difficult to get to kind of like uh, TikTok is, you know, what my point is, Instagram is controlling when the reels are seen and who sees them and where where they go. So all you can do is post reels and hope for the best. And again, once my once my Christmas one went up, it kept going up then. And now it continues to go slowly go up like it's still it's still right now, four minutes ago, somebody liked my reel. So it's still being viewed. And I'm very interested to see how that works, you know, like how long that lasts and does it have a life of its own? Because if you remember my one million view on 
TikTok, it took a long time to get there. You know, we had talked mm-hmm. about it, and I'm like, it's up to 200,000. It's up to it. And it took weeks to get there, but they didn't let it die. So hopefully Instagram runs the same because maybe I could get a good run out of this thing. I don't know. I just wish somebody at Disney would see what somebody like me can do with the proper timing, too. Because, you know, when I posted it, before Halloween, I I posted that and it try, and it got people's attention because if you wait for Christmas to post when everybody else does, it gets lost in the junk. So you need to pick your timing right too. And when a new roller coaster comes out, don't don't do don't post and everyone else posts the same thing. It's like maybe do one nice picture or something special, but. Don't don't do the same thing as everybody else because no, we've already got enough coverage. Mm-hmm. We're not doing more coverage. I I like to think I'm trying to do something beyond standard coverage. I'm doing long term, s- slow release, excitement generating posts over time. That's what I try to do. Yeah, that's a great point. Really good point. Um, the way to get Disney's attention though, they they aren't going to find you on their own. You have to create a media kit. So. It'd be an interesting experiment to create a little media kit and uh, send it into them and see what you get out of it, you know, see what happens. I'll have to take the podcast off the link tree. That's right. <laughs> I don't want to make sure that. I'm like, that's it. Right, sure. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She said bad things about Harmonious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I'll be blacklisted before I ever get in. <laughs> But again, I like to, and that—that's why I like to think that my, that my, our podcast and my Instagram, I try to keep it separate because, like yeah. I said, I don't throw opinions around on Instagram. But if you want to know what I think, I'm not gonna lie to you here. So. Yeah, this is a forum for you to express um, what what <laughs> that you think. That would be funny. Kevin. Before be, before we send out the media kit, we need to. I've got to take that link tree out. Like, don't look at this. <laughs> but a podcast is a great thing, though. Like, if they invited yeah. me to, like, a Christmas party, the best place to really go in-depth would be a podcast to discuss it, you know? Yeah, I mean, this this is a, a more or less a companion piece to, you know, your content. But the thing is, you're telling you know or at least it can be and you are telling the truth though you're not going to lie you're not bought and paid for by anybody so you know well that's the problem if if disney inviting me to things requires me to say that everything they do is great from now into eternity i i don't want to go i'm not interested then so and again i don't see any of these social media influencers living in some mansion or anything else the best they can do is get by. So again, I have a real job. I I won't lie for Disney to be able to struggle by doing something fun, you know. Yeah. But I can also not be mean though. I can be fair about it. Like Harmonious, I don't hate it. I just don't. It doesn't draw my interest in. I've heard other people say they like it a lot. I'm not going to argue with them. I'm yeah. not like some people who who say my opinion is absolute and everyone who disagrees is an idiot. It's like, nope. Yeah. If you like it, I'm glad you do. I wish yeah. I liked it more, but I I really don't. And I I you know, maybe that'll change, but I I doubt it though. It's, but for me it's fine. I just I I won't have as many late nights, which is great. I don't like late nights, so 
Yeah, I, I mean, like you said, I'm sure there's a big segment of the population that'll like that show, and those are the type of people that don't really necessarily care about unique story creation. They're more interested in the existing IP that they grew up with or whatever, and, and maybe like um, Lex Lu I mean, Bob Chapek said, uh, he, you know, everyone likes a Disney concert, so maybe maybe that's true. Maybe some people do like it. Me, I'd rather have a connected storyline. I'd rather have something, um, you know, unique. Yeah, I'm an old man too. I like, I like, uh, I like instrumental music. I like orchestras, and I love. That's why I love the uh, the spaceship Earth Epcot Beacon of Light thing. Mm -hmm. It's it's just a unique uh, composition of music applied to it, and. I love it. It feels like Epcot. It's not IP anything, but that's what I like. But I guess most people don't. But that sure is popular, though. So, no, people like that, that beacon of light thing. They really do. I think they like pretty much all of them, to tell you the truth, but particularly that one. So, All right, John, where can they find you online? Yeah, you can find me at c.wdw on Instagram. I'm very close to 50,000 people. Make sure you follow nice. me there. And... Uh, c.wdw on facebook uh, c.uo on instagram c.wdw on tiktok uh, c.wdw on youtube and speaking of that i think the next time i do a contest i might ask people to follow me on facebook because mm -hmm. i don't care about facebook but Disney might. That might make me look better if I can get some of those 50,000 people to also follow me on Facebook if you're there. So. Is it is it Facebook or is it the new – what's the new name they're using uh, now? I don't know. So I don't even know. What I the, think it's still Facebook, the I app. I think it is. But the company is Meta that owns them. So I think hmm. Facebook is still Facebook. At least okay. it is on my phone. It still says Yeah, mine too. So hopefully it stays that way. But yeah, like I said, I don't do much on there, but I it I do post on there. I I automatically upload from Instagram, and I do some unique things on there too. So yeah, you get good response on Facebook. I what I get a lot on there is I get a lot of shares. Like I can't tell you how many times I'll get like thirty likes and like fifteen shares. I'm like who are these people? Like there's people out there that just they're probably ten times bigger than me. All they do is share my stuff. But I don't <laughs> I never looked that close because, like I said, on Facebook, I really don't care. So I didn't really investigate it. But there is a weird amount of shares that go on on my on my Facebook account. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, you can find me at the giant rat on Instagram. That's T-H-E-E -E, giant rat on Instagram and on TikTok. That should do it. We will be back next week. See you then.